0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen,
1: President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. It's my pleasure to have with me in my studio today the Sheriff of the Snohomish County, Adam Fortney. Sheriff Fortney, welcome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time today. Well, I appreciate uh, your stance. I know that uh, we live in Washington State. I know that a lot of us have been very concerned. I live personally in your county. And I was so happy when uh, it was publicized very broadly in the papers and actually even nationwide that you told Jay Inslee that you were not going to enforce uh, the lockdown order. You weren't going to arrest people for not wearing masks, that you considered it unconstitutional. Is that correct? That pretty much sums it up. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that, that I tell you, really... Um, I know you had millions and millions of Christians all of a sudden uh, really backing you, because we're all concerned about what's going on in the nation. We're concerned what's going on in Washington State. Uh, what we're seeing is very dangerous. We see a lot of things that they're doing unconstitutional and even criminal. And why it's still going on is is beyond me. But uh, what they're you know trying to uh, lock people down trying to threaten to take away their jobs have them fired what what is happening today again is is scaring people you can't hardly believe it's in the United States of America uh, Sheriff fortney
2: uh yeah it's been uh been in, I've been in office for not even two years yet. And so when I took office in 2020 and COVID hit, I did not anticipate when I ran for the position of sheriff to be dealing with the things we're dealing with. But, there, you know, that's the things that are thrust upon you when you're in office. And I'm okay with that. So I did come out and take a stand. I absolutely did. Back in April, it would have been of 2020. And, you know, in in March, when the lockdown initially hit, I think we all kind of sat back because we weren't sure what was going to happen. COVID was new. And, you know, we, we, we thought that there was going to be You know, bodies stacking up in the streets. I don't know how else to say it, but that's what we were thinking at the time. And then when that wasn't true and he came out with his... uh What really got me was his orders about who could work and who couldn't work. And it just didn't seem to make any sense to me. You know, you don't need to uh, be in the office of governor or have a PhD by your name to figure out what rules when it comes to how the government treats its citizens are either fair or not fair. I did not think the rules that he set up in place were fair. And I decided to say something about it. I had no idea at the time it would get the attention that it did. A matter of fact, that kind of blew me away in the aftermath and the year that followed. But you know what? I'm glad I did get it some attention, and it would not have got any attention if there wasn't some truth in what I said.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. I know that, uh, again, sheriffs like you are what makes people feel secure and safe. Now, uh, I tr- crisscross the nation as well as the world, and your story is known in the United States. And thank the Lord, there's a lot of sheriffs like you that are standing up for innocent people. They're standing up for our constitutional rights. They're not ready to uh, close their eyes and let people run over our freedoms or put us into tyranny. So uh, your name became known. And I just came back from Kansas. Like I said, uh, you're known. Because again, they believe that you're, you're a God-fearing man that will stand up for an individual and you'll protect the Constitution. And that's what people who really love America want. I mean, that's what we want. That's what I want. And like I said, we're, we're so glad that you're our sheriff. Now, I just read something. 27 U.S. Air Force pilots resign over COVID-19 vaccination mandate. I mean, this thing never seems to end. It says posted September 6, 2021, 27 active duty U.S. Air Force pilots have resigned their commissions over the unconstitutionality of Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's mandate requiring all armed forces members to at once receive a COVID-19 vaccination. Wow. I mean, I can't believe this. What we're seeing across the board are people resigning. I mean, I interview military people, law enforcement attorneys, a lot in the healthcare, doctors, thousands and thousands and thousands are refusing to get vaccinated. In fact, they're walking off the jobs.
2: It's frightening what's happening, actually. It's it's frightening to me, both as just... A citizen and as the sheriff to see what's happening and and you know our state is is one of the the uh, how do I say it they're going down that road the furthest in this state which is scary and to me you know I go back to what I just said about you know kind of taking on the governor about his unfair treatment of the citizens and I would just ask you know we've been told for almost two years now to trust the science where's the science in these mandates well that's you know?
1: it. You're exactly. right. That's all right. I want
2: to know. Can somebody please just tell me that? And if it makes sense, maybe I, I maybe I could buy off on it. I don't know. I'm not saying that, but I want the science explained to me because I've been I've been preached to for the last two years by one human being in the office of governor that that's what he is basing all of his decisions on. I just like to know what the science is. Why can't we talk about natural immunity? Why is that not in the in the discussion? And you know, when it comes to public safety specifically, and we don't we do not have a vaccine mandate, but I could see the potential of it coming statewide. And if that comes, and well, actually we are seeing it. We're seeing it at Seattle, King County, and with the Washington State Patrol Troopers. When it comes to public safety, how is that making us any other safety safer at all if we're going to fire a percentage of those public safety professionals that have dedicated their lives to this profession?
1: Well they, to- totally.
2: Yeah, they spent the last two years keeping keeping people safe and keeping the community safe when it came to COVID-19, and now we're going to fire them. I, I just would like to know the science behind it. Well, you're not the only one. People are starting to wake up and demand it.
1: I know on Tucker, now this, this is an older article, May 6, 2021, and the casualty rate is up to 15,000 plus. But this is what Tucker did on, on uh, Fox News. He said in a typical flu season, more than 160 million Americans are vaccinated and only a small number die after receiving the shot. In 2019, it was 203. 2018, it was only 119. Yet, between the late 2020 December and April 23, a total of 3,362 people died. Now, that's in less than four months, when in 12 months, in 2018, 119. Now, I've done a ton of reports on this with a ton of medical doctors who are saying it's dangerous, We've gone into what's in it. And they said, we are not getting it. In
2: fact, doctors are walking out by the thousands. Adam? Well, this is the deal, Jonathan, is that unfortunately, you know, I'm the local sheriff. Do I have questions about the vaccine? Yeah, you bet I do. But the problem I have, and I think a lot of people have that have sat back for the last year and a half, two years, is we don't know what to believe anymore. And that's the government's fault. That is the government's fault. The way the way they've approached this, and 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 that's the part. And and when the government for the last two years is going to preach this to us that we should trust the science, but then they won't consider other parts. I don't honestly. I don't know what to believe anymore when when it comes to COVID. If people have questions, that should be respected. Though we should not be shaming people who question the government. Questioning the government goes to the core of our constitutional founding. Totally. Yes.
1: We're supposed to be able to ask questions. We're not in Russia. We're not in China. We're not in North Korea. And I go to those places. We're in the United States of America. We're supposed to have freedom of expression so that the truth can always be revealed.
2: I totally agree with you.
1: You know, um, why did you become... Well, let's go a little further back. What brought you into law enforcement?
2: <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um... So I'll give you the brief version. I joined the Navy right out of high school. Okay. Um, I had a family very young at okay. 18 years of age. So that, that, there's two things that got me on the straight and narrow. Having my son at 18 years old and then joining the military wow. at 18. So I had to either go down a path that would have been detrimental to my family or suck it up. I had to become a man at a very young age and start raising my son. And that's that's what I chose to do. Wow. And the military helped me with that. Um, I am a big fan of young men and women starting in the military. I think it's a great foundation uh, for people's lives. And, and so that kind of got me on, on a good path, I would say. After that uh, I, the only way I can say it is that the good Lord put on my heart to go into law enforcement. And the reason I can, I can honestly, especially looking back and looking at my life is that I have no one in my life that was in law enforcement. I have no friends in law enforcement. I had no connection to law enforcement at all whatsoever. So I'm, I think, 22 years of age and it gets put on my heart that this is the direction I want to go. I'm born and raised in Snohomish County. And at the time it was the mid nineties, it was 1996. The testing process for any police officer, no matter what agency you went to, there were hundreds of applicants for just a couple of positions. It was very competitive, and I decided, well, this is what I want to do. I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. And uh, long story short, I ended up the only department I tested for was the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office, and I ended up getting picked up right off the list in my first first uh, taken shot at testing for a police officer. And then it's just been a whirlwind of 25 years. After that, it's kind of you know the old adage that says if you can find something that is is your passion and you love doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I can I can almost honestly say that. I mean, there's days I'd rather not be at work and I'd rather be at home with the family. I mean, but uh, it is just it's become a passion of mine. I absolutely love it and. Fast forward to 2019, when I decided to run for the, the top job of, of sheriff, I just wasn't happy with the direction we were going, both wow. at the sheriff's office internally and our approach to law enforcement in Snohomish County. So I decided, uh, you know what, I don't know if anybody's going to buy into what I'm saying or if anybody feels the way I do, but I'm going to go out and try to make my case. Wow. Well, that's great. How old were you in the when you went into the military? Uh, I signed up at 17. I had my dad 17. come into the office with me because you can't legally sign at 17. That's right. But if your parent signs next to you, you can, and he did. <laughs> so He was Navy as well, so he was pleased. Well, I,
1: I went in at 21, but I went into the Air Force. Okay. But we have similar uh, backgrounds and then uh, similar reasons why we went into law enforcement to help people. You know, I'm, I'm finding that the majority, I believe, and I, I've told this to everyone who who wants to complain, that the majority of... Officers are good men that want to actually protect their families and their community. They're good men, and so sure, uh, no matter what profession, even clergy, where uh, my profession, you always have some people that embarrass it. But the majority of law enforcement men are good, solid men. They have righteous reasons for going in, and uh, we need to support them. So I, I see when they're trying to defund the police. This, you know, that's that's another clue that you should have. I mean, all communist countries do this when they tear down a nation and want to change a nation from a republic into communism. They defund the police. It's a normal strategy. And so, you know, like Black Lives Matter, uh, I mean, I'm married to a black woman. I didn't know I ever would be, but God brought it about when my first wife died and uh, wonderful woman. I do have a black daughter I adopted when she was only two months old, came into my life. But Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with black lives. It's a Marxist regime working against the Republic. And they put in, if you study Black Lives Matter to put in Democrats, but yet the the leaders of Black Lives Matter, so many of them, they have bought million dollar homes and everything else. I mean, it's a disgrace. It has nothing to do with black lives. And I work with thousands of black people. Thousands of good people in every branch of service you can think of, in every field you can think of, including clergy, they're appalled at this Black Lives Matter.
2: So this is the tough part for cops about what what you just said. Black Lives Matter. The last eighteen months, the protests, the riots, the anti-police rhetoric uh, nationwide—it's still going on to this day. Local news, nation news—it wears on people. It wears on people who I agree with your assessment of police officers and deputy sheriffs. Yeah, we get in this line of work to help people. That's right. Not every one of us are perfect, and but we have always had accountability in police work. Yes, and most of the time, I think we get it right. I think we we do not want bad police officers in this profession. That's right. The problem is when you spend the last almost two years um, negating that or talking down to police officers, dishonoring the profession in my opinion. Uh, people can only take so much. And then when it comes in, in Washington state from the state legislature in the session in 2021 with the police reform bills, they had an all of the rhetoric about the police and how racist we are. I've been called a racist more times than I can count in the last in the last since I've been in office. And, and there you reach a point where it's not worth it anymore. I, I'm not saying I'm there yet. I'm saying I think that's on the mind of some police officers right now. There's risk and reward to everything we do. We put a uniform on, we get in a patrol car, we know the risk. We And we, we're okay with that. And our families are okay with that. But we have reached a point in Washington State where I think the risk is outweighing the reward at this point. And we are seeing people leave the profession in droves, partly because of all the things that you just mentioned. You're exactly right, because I, I interview so many people. And
1: uh, there's just a ton of good policemen that have expressed your feelings and opinion and they're leaving. They're resigning.
2: Can I just say this real quick, John? So, So I really take, I really get passionate about defending the police. And not. And I wouldn't. If, if there's something wrong, I'll be the first to come out and say it. Because we have to be honest and we have to be truthful about accountability, especially in, in this day and age. But I've spent 25 years. I've went. In a marked patrol car, working either patrol or some facet of patrol, all on graveyard shift. My, my basically grew up in the organi- organization of the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. And as I would receive, you know, 20, 30, depending on the night, 9-in-1 calls, we never stop and ask what the race of the person was we were responding to. I know. We never cared. That's Those right. Those conversations never came up, Jonathan. I know. We just treat people how we always said treat people how you'd want to be treated. Pretend that, or pretend, think about. If you, if this was your family calling nine one one, what kind of police response would you want? And someone told me that very young in my career, and that stuck with me. I, when I go to a nine one one call for service, I, I want when I leave there, I want that family to know or that person to know I've done everything I possibly can to help them. And so that is the vast majority of police officers and deputy sheriffs that I've worked with over the last twenty five years at the sheriff's office. Well, I, I totally agree with you. I know that.
1: Anybody that knows me knows that I'm constantly defending uh, law enforcement. As you know, I used to be in law enforcement. used to be in the sheriff's department. And times were difficult. I thought then much more difficult. Now I look back and say, wow, I thought it was difficult, but uh, nothing like today. And But there are so many good men and women leaving because of the sentiment you just expressed. I mean, they are being harassed. They're not being appreciated uh, they're being demonized, and uh, I feel awful uh, for what's going on in law enforcement today. I know a ton of good Seattle officers are leaving and have left over what's going on in Seattle, pushing socialism and just uh, demonizing the police. And so Seattle was, was such a beautiful city, but it has changed drastically, and even a
2: lot of people are leaving Seattle yeah. Seattle has their own mess on their hands and oh, it's their totally. own doing as far as I'm concerned. Totally. Um, so my mom and dad grew up in Seattle. I grew up going to downtown Seattle to the old Frederick and Nelson getting pictures with Santa down there is a big deal every year. <laughs> we right. thought it was great. I, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't bring my family down there and, and just because of what it's become, but you know, I, I want to, um, I, I stand by what I just got done saying about the outlook on police officers and all the negative rhetoric we've seen the last 18 months, but I got to say something positive about the people in, in Snohomish County, uh, they look at Seattle and they don't want that up here. That's part of the platform I ran on in 2019. And they have proved that in the last couple of years. So as much negative rhetoric that police officers, I think, get, whether it's the national news, the local news, social media, things like that. uh, The people in Snohomish County really, really stepped up. Um, I think they're not always the loud and vocal type because they're too busy working and raising their families and things like that. But it became very clear to us at the sheriff's office that the, the, I can't speak for everybody, that's not possible, but the vast majority of people in our county where we live, they want law and order, they want public safety, and they support what the police are doing. So I I did want to throw out some positive as well that Snohomish County is still a good Place to work and live, and people generally speaking do support the police. Well, people do love you here in Snohomish County. I know that
1: Jay Inslee wanted to impeach because you wouldn't uh, toe dance with his uh, unconstitutional policies, but the people backed you and uh, they love you. And uh, I I know we here at World Ministries International certainly back you, as well as across the United States. uh, So many. So many people back and support law enforcement, those people that back and support the sovereignty of the United States of America. I mean, they love law enforcement. And so uh, I was in law enforcement for tw- uh, uh, 10 years, 75 to 85. And uh, like I said, it was so much different then. But we thought it was pretty bad. But I look back now, I said, wow, we had a cakewalk. And I'm sure all, all of the people that uh, were with me at that time look, look now and say, man, I'm glad I'm glad that I'm retired. I'm no longer in there. So uh but but know this that uh, uh, there's no doubt that Snohomish County we have a lot of good people and they supported you. And uh, I'm glad they did. I'm very happy and that makes uh, a little bit uh, more at peace living on Western Washington when we're living in a county that uh, you know we have a, a sheriff that's going to stand up for our rights.
2: I appreciate that. And they definitely did show their support. And I'm very thankful and appreciative to this very day. I agree with you. Uh, You know, red flag laws.
1: Uh, I know I just interviewed a a man running for U.S. Congress. Um, uh,
2: What's your opinion of red flag laws? This is where I stand on it. And, and, And let me be specific to Snohomish County, because they are here to a certain extent. They're used very rarely, which I think is a good thing. Um, To me, there has to be some part, some kind of due process. There has to be due process to this stuff. I don't think anybody should be able to go in front of a court with only one side of the equation and be able to start taking things from people. I totally agree. Right? So to me, I want to see some due process. Um, Fortunately, in Snohomish County, and I've had many conversations about others in county government about this, I think... Those in Snohomish County government have used it very judiciously so far. Good. Good, because it's scary. I mean, this is what communists do.
1: I travel the world. You you saw my orientation. I meet constantly with world leaders and uh, countries where they call themselves president and they're dictators. And uh, Islamic nations and communist nations and those that say they're democratic, but they're dictators. And uh, the reality is they all do this. You wouldn't want to live under that system because you wouldn't know when, when your rights are going to be taken away. Here we're supposed to have due process. And so we got to be so careful that we don't keep going down a slippery slope and we're, we don't even look like the United States of America. It's not what our fathers uh, lived in. I mean, uh, you know, we used to live in the, the time when you could watch Andy Griffith and uh, wow, those values were taught all through society. I wish they were still back today.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. I go back to how we started this conversation and what I said about uh, the governor's mandates and things back in April of of 2020. Um, I've often said that I, I had no idea that talking about either constitutional rights, supporting constitutional rights and things like that would ever be controversial. Um, And You know, because I've went back and read that Facebook post that I did, I can't count how many times. And (laughs) I'm thinking, man, this is pretty middle-of-the-road stuff. I I didn't. I I mean, I questioned the government, which I think should be okay. It should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I I did get a little bit political, so there's going to be consequences for that, and I'm okay. But really, if you get to the heart of what I said, it's... It's hey the government should be treating people equally and I don't know why that's controversial. But then I lived out though, you know, my my the rest of that year it, yeah, it was rough. I they tried to throw me out of office for yes, that. Yes. They weren't successful like you said and that's a good thing. Um but the drama that came into my life personally and professionally because I questioned the government, yeah, that's not okay with me. It it should not be controversial. It, it should, should not. not be. Years
1: ago, I mean uh, years ago before, again, uh, the world elite took over our, our media system, uh, the media would have questioned things. But uh, that's, that's a bygone year when the media actually fought for our freedoms. It doesn't exist anymore. So they seem to be a propaganda machine just like they are around the world for uh, the government today. But, uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. We should be able to question without any type of retaliation. This is the United States of America.
2: It's funny you mentioned the media. Um, I, I didn't... I, when I was going through my recalls uh, in 2020 and early 2021, um, I wasn't coming out publicly and talking about it a whole lot because I didn't want to give them attention. I didn't think they had a shot. They tried very hard. Um, but I, it was it was a negative, and I didn't want to be out being... I didn't want to talk about negative stuff all the time. I want to try to be positive. You bet. Talk about the positive stuff that's going on. And, uh, well, I'll just... I'll, I'll leave it at that, but...
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you're... You're a positive guy, and uh, you're, you're just a
2: fine man. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Jonathan. It was the media okay. with this whole thing. So the people, get this: the people who are trying to throw me out of office for a year of my life, basically, are the same people who want to one to fund the police and to empty all the jails. Yes. So really, what my Facebook post said was, I'm not going to lock up what would otherwise be law-abiding citizens for being out of their homes when the governor said they couldn't, right? That's not controversial to me, and I stand by that position. But the same people who want to throw me out of office want our jails empty. No, Not one person in the media ever stopped and thought for a second to ask the other side because they weren't shy about talking in the media. No one asked them, well, isn't it true that you wanted to empty this Nahomish County jail in March and April of 2020, but then why do you want Sheriff Fortney to go around arresting people for violating... His mandates are being out of his office. So you brought up the media, and that's a very good point. I don't know what's happened to him. I can't explain it. I just wish they do their job a little bit more thoroughly.
1: Well, I've done a ton of programs on the media, too. And and so um, that's a whole nother topic,
2: uh, the tyranny
1: going on and trying to topple the United States of America with the media involved. But uh, you've been listening to the Warning Radio program. I have my special guest, Sheriff Adam Fortney. I'm so glad I have had him on today And uh, I know I respected his position When he stood up for our rights in Snohomish County And Sheriff Fortney I look forward to having you on again soon Thank you sir and again I really appreciate your time May God richly bless all of you again The Warning Radio program My guest today, Sheriff Adam Fortney God bless you